classic 80s metal. Symphonic death metal opera. But I've got to be in the mood to listen to Black Sabbath. Many of our listeners weren't even born then. Back for its time, it was very progressive. I can see there are thrash elements. You are a metal paradox. A stunning vision of death metal. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic and goth. Florian said it will surpass Halford as the iconic heavy metal singer. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. The wait is over, weary metal hordes. Whether you're listening on your phone, computer, or MP3 player, you have found your entryway into the infernal. It's the Great Metal Debate Podcast, episode 46. I'm your host, Gom Thog, joined by my co-host, the ultimate 80s metal apologist, Brian. Yeah, screw your infernal, man. I'm not part of the infernal. I'm just saying that right up front. Dude, it's all infernal. Yeah, You're I hope basking in that. the bake. I'm calling your ass on some shit tonight, I guarantee it. I'm ready for it, man. And nothing fuels me for debate more than looking on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. You know, I maintain the Facebook page for the Great Metal Debate, and I do encourage our listeners to like us on Facebook. But checking things out, out online, man, this past week was the 70,000 tons of metal cruise. I don't oh, admit. Oh, my God, dude. At first, I was excited about it, but as people kept posting their pics and their videos, I became enraged. And I, I now hope that each of them die and go to hell. Why? What, what the hell? Because, man, I'm so jealous and envious <laughs> that they were there because that would be the ultimate metal <clears throat> experience. To literally be trapped on a cruise ship with 40 metal bands, and these bands are playing night after night, day after day on this cruise. Those dicks, how dare they? How dare they? But Brian, also on social media, I've seen some other things, and I don't know if you've been keeping up, but our friend Steve Grimmett from the band Steve Grimmett's Grim Reaper. Man, What's happened to him is really a cautionary tale. You know, it is a cautionary tale, but it's also a tale of metal for sure, man. You think it's metal that he had to have his leg amputated? Dude, after he had his leg amputated, you know what his interview said? I hope the fans know that we took care of them. That's what he cared about. That's what he wanted out there, man. That he loves his fans, that he did it for them, Holy shit, you can't get more metal than that. Well, I don't think he had his leg amputated for them. I do think his reaction is very positive. If you want to call that metal, I'm fine with that. But that's a scary thing that folks are out on tour, sometimes in places like Latin America or other places around the globe where you're exposed to things you're not exposed to at home, and maybe the medical care isn't what it is in other places. That's a frightening scenario. You might get your shit cut off if you go do metal elsewhere, man. I mean, here's a dude that goes out. He goes all over the world. He loves touring. This horrible thing happens, and yet he still has a positive spin on it. I mean, you got to appreciate a guy that sacrifices that much for a genre of music that he loves 
that much. And, and nobody wants it to happen, but it happened, and he takes the positive road. I mean, he could have been very pissed. He could have been very bitter, but he didn't do that, man. He took, he took the high road, I think. Well, Brian, I think one of the amazing things about it was the fan response on social media, people reaching out to him, reaching out to his wife and bandmates, and indeed people providing money to help pay for his medical costs. That shows you the spirit of metal of metal fans who adore these artists and are willing to reach out and support them in even personal ways. I mean, it just shows the brotherhood of metal. I mean, I've always spoke about that on this uh, podcast, and, and this is absolutely an example of that brotherhood, supporting those who sacrifice for the cause, man. And our best wishes certainly for Steve Grimmett and his band hope that he makes a speedy recovery and that we see him with whatever appendages he has on stage again very soon. Hell yeah, man. His new album should be retitled Limping in the Shadows. Well, Brian, let's start off the metal in this episode with a track by Empyrean Throne. Off their latest album, Chaos Born, this is Hereticus Stellarum 2.
That was Hereticus Stellarum II by Imperium Throne, a clandestine black metal <coughs> order from Lake Forest, California, hell-bent on spreading their gospel to the four corners of the earth. Pick up their latest demented offering, Chaos Born, via Bandcamp.com. I love this song. I got to tell you, though, watching this video, I felt like I participated in some sort of satanic ritual. I'm just, tell- I'm just saying that. The visual specter is sometimes almost co-equal in importance to the music that one hears. Absolutely, in the black metal genre, the visual is part of it, man. Without it, it's just some shit that's being sung about crazy stuff. Brian, we talked last episode about my attempts, amateur though they may be, to take concert photos. And I wanted to mention something that's just been super, super cool to me, which is... Having artists take my photos that I posted online and use them for themselves on social media as their cover photos or avatars. I've had four or five members of different bands, local bands, use my photos on their social media. And that's just damn cool. And and once again, the brotherhood supporting the brotherhood. I love that part of metal, man. I mean, we're all out here. We're all experiencing the same thing. We, uh, whether you're a band or you're a photographer or you're a reporter or you're just a fan, man, I love the fact that we can get together and we can support each other. Brian, something else that we talked about on a recent podcast was gimmick metal bands. We've discussed oh. Mac Sabbath. And then last episode we talked about Galactic Empire and Okily Dokily. Not to beat a dead horse, but I've been made aware of another gimmick band, and I think this is the Uh, apocalypse. I don't know that you can get more gimmicky than this, Brian, and you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. I'm going to call you on this shit because it's a little hypocritical the way you're coming at it, man. We're talking about Grindmother. If you don't know what that band is, here is a grandmother singing metal vocals in a band and putting it out there like it's a normal metal band. I mean, what do you think of the band? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. A grindcore band, Grind Mother. Grind Mother, okay. I mean, Brian, <clears throat> the whole concept of Grind Mother seems so calculated, seems so manufactured, as to be rendered in my mind just ridiculous and not worth a second look oh it's a grandmother singing for a grind band all right you hypocritical dick does it fit your definition of m-e-t-a-l no it is it's it's a metal band and indeed i am a huge fan of the guys who do the metal archive site i think what they do is a thankless task to go through the thousands of bands and determine which are and which aren't metal. And I salute them for that difficult, thankless job. And they indeed have ruled that Grindmother is more a metal band than not. And I would agree. But that doesn't mean that it's worthwhile to listen to or that it's not a ridiculous gimmick, which it is. Well, well, first of all, the the guys of the Encyclopedia Metallica can Metallica my ass because they don't have any really good 80s metal bands on there. But that's a different point. Grindmother is metal. Whether you like it or not, it's here. It's here to stay. 
And people listen to that shit, dude. And you got to accept it. I accept that people listen to it, but that doesn't mean that I have to accept that it's a good idea or that it's not a complete gimmick, which it is. I just think it's ridiculous, and I think that people should stand up against it. I mean, why do you get pissed because that's a metal band? The music itself is not worthwhile listening to. It's the oh. it's the essence oh. of oh, okay. it's the essence of style over substance. Okay, so only you get to decide what's really worth listening to. Screw that, man. You you have no idea what's worth listening to. I mean, you listen to a bunch of freaking emo bands from Europe and call it metal and think that's worth listening to. And yet, this lady who screams her ass off, absolutely harsh vocals from this woman, and you don't think it's good enough. I think her vocals are not very good. Let me put it. Uh, that's And that's putting... What does that have to do with anything metal? If I'm listening to someone performing metal vocals, I want them to be good, Brian. Okay, so now you get your definition of metal, but at the end of M-E-T-A-L has to be G. I get. I didn't know. No, no I didn't. I didn't say it wasn't metal. That's a different argument about whether I like it or not. See, whether something is metal has nothing to do with whether I like it or not. You argued the different shit when we were talking about the definition of metal. Whether or not it's metal or not doesn't have anything to do with whether it's good. Okay, you don't like it. That's fine. But there are people that do. They're popular. People listen to it. You need to deal with it, dude. No, absolutely not. I want to discourage this. I want to actively tell people they should not listen to it to encourage them listening to uh, actual good uh, bands with talent. Okay, so you're a hypocritical dick in that you think that metal, whether it's metal or not, should be judged by you whether people should listen to it. I think I have some insight into what is good metal that's worth listening to versus metal that is just a waste of time. According to you! God, that's so freaking hypocritical. That's so arrogant. How, but, how is that arrogant? Because you are the judge of what's good and what's not? Yes, I'm making a Absolutely, oh. I'm making a judgment here. I'm making a judgment that it is metal and it is terrible metal. Oh, it's you the worst kind of metal dick. that people should not waste their time with. You and I'm not, not only am I not being hypocritical, I am actually doing a public service to the metal oh, community. My. To forewarn them not to waste their time with Grindmother. Well, thank God we've all got you to decide what's good for us and what's not. Otherwise, we'd be listening to shit metal all our lives. I applaud that you have respect for your elders. I draw the line at Grindmother. Grindmother needs to go to the home. Yeah, you can grind my mother right now, mother. Stupid ass. Well, one thing, Brian, that is never gimmicky is melodic death metal. And we've got a selection to play that is by Sin Lacrosse from their 2016 album, Death Bullets for a Forajito. Here is Curly Wolves.
female-fronted melodic death metal with a personal touch. That was Spanish act Sin Lacrosse with Curly Wolves off their latest album, Death Bullets for a Forajito. Learn everything you might want to know about the band, including music and upcoming tour dates, at sinlacrosse.com. Okay, I'm just going to say that a song called Curly Wolves makes me want to listen to it. And I would actually take issue with some of the melodic uh, tendencies of this band in that I love this freaking song, man. It was a song that actually got my attention this week. It made me listen to it. And I love the fact that this band had some intense power metal in the middle of their songs. I would actually take issue with your description of melodic death metal. There are power metal elements in the middle of this. Sure, there's some great singing. There's some great normal vocals. This girl is an incredible singer, but that has nothing to do with the fact that it kicks ass, and I love this song. You know, each week on Facebook and Twitter, we try to engage metal fans in a question of the week. Yeah. And last week, that question was, have you ever been on the list to get into a concert? I love that question. I have actually been on several lists to get into the concert because we have interviews scheduled, and... I've got to admit, it's pretty heady stuff, but I also admit that it boils down to the fact that we're just freaking metal fans who love to get in there, love to hear the music, love to talk to the artists, and I'm not sure that we're any different from folks that just go into the show. Being on the list has nothing to do with being a fan. It has everything to do with knowing the band or knowing the record company or PR firm or whoever is associated with the band, to get you on that list. I, I have to admit, it's fun to get to go backstage. It's fun to meet the band. It's fun to talk to the people. But it's got nothing to do with the fact that we are fans first and foremost. It's a great metal debate, regardless of interviews, regardless of, of podcasts, are fans of heavy metal. And I can live behind that. I can get behind that, and I can, I can actually represent what I love to listen to, and get behind that, regardless of whether I'm on the list or not. Yeah, I mean, honestly, being on, quote, the list just means you don't have to pay at the door. And I, I'll be frank, I oftentimes feel a little ambiguous about that. I mean, if I'm on the list, what I try to do is say to myself, well, I'm saving 10 or $12, $15 at the door, I'm going to make that up by paying the band at the merch table by buying additional music or merchandise. I do sometimes wonder about, quote, friends of the band who maybe aren't even that into the music but happen to know band members or other folks around the venue who get on the list but aren't true metal fans. I mean, I love being on the list, dude. I mean, it's pretty heady stuff. But you know what? When it boils down to it, we're just fans. We're fans that go in there and we listen to the music. We get to take pictures at certain key vantage points, but that's got nothing to do with the fact that we love the music. And we're there just like every other fan. We talked about the photographer that was kind of a dick last month, but that's got nothing to do with metal of it. He's there for a job. We're there because we love the music, and that's what makes a good fan. And that guy was probably on the list. He was probably on the list, but he's not on the list of those which, that love heavy metal. It's a job. Me, which pisses me off, and I think should piss everyone off, oh, yeah. that a guy who 
really doesn't care about the music or bands, maybe isn't even familiar with them, is on the list. And there are people who live and die for the music, who know every note, every word, who aren't on the list, who pay their fair share to get to a concert. I support those people. He's there because of the job. He's there because he wants a photo that he can put his name on. Screw him and the music he doesn't love. I am there because I am absolutely overwhelmingly honored to be interviewing these folks. It's not something I take for granted. It's not something I do lightly. It's something that I love. And can only get rid of at the clinic. Well, there was that time in Atlanta, but that's a different story. We've got one more metal track to play for this episode. A track from the album The Midnight Cadenza by Cytherium. This is Premonition.
I love this band. This is a black metal band that kept my attention, that kept me focused. And if we had all black metal bands like this, I'd be down for that. So, Brian, before we go this evening, I can't help but mention that Iron Maiden is going on tour in the U.S. Oh, June 13th, Nashville, Bridgestone Arena. I'm there. I just have to ask, because I've seen so many people who seem so excited about that, why would any modern fan of metal go to see Iron Maiden? Oh, you dick! Have you listened to the number of the beast? Are you serious? You have no idea why that happens. Brian, I've seen Iron Maiden a couple of times in concert. Saw them back in 1989, and then again on in 2000, Brave New World Tour. I guess if you just want to check that off as saw generic 80s metal icon, oh. you know, just just to mark it off as kind of a roadside sideshow. How about you okay. suck my generic dick on that? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. You are the most unappreciative heavy metal fan I've ever met. In 10 years, all the bands that you love now will be thrown to the roadside. I'm just like, Iron Maiden? Brian, how much money do you think you're going to spend on tickets to see Iron Maiden? Well, at least $93. I looked that up. How many real metal bands could you go to see for $93? Book of Souls, he had cancer. He reinvented his voice. He did what was required of him to be a metal band, and you don't appreciate it. You suck. As a metal fan. No, I'm the ultimate metal fan. Oh, because my God. I would, You're the worst metal fan. I would much fan. rather take those $93 and go to see four or five different shows featuring, at each featuring one, four or five band. different band. metal bands. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? What is you, wrong with you? You are the most, I, I, the I most subjective, you. changing. I weep for you and all the other nostalgia buffs uh, who will wander like zombies into you, the arena to see Iron Maiden and watch them watch a bunch of you, old has-beens play has-been music from 30 years ago. You can suck my nostalgia buff just because they don't have a hurdy-gurdy in their program doesn't mean they're not metal. You suck as a metal fan because all you care about is the current air of what's cool and what's popular and what everybody loves. Every part of what you consider metal changes from day to day, and you suck as a metal fan. I just know that most metal fans weren't even born when Iron Maiden came out, and they didn't miss a damn thing. Most metal fans were not only born, they were in high school, and they were loving it. You, however, were loving it at the moment, and then something new came along. Some wonderful girl that sings operatic bullshit metal, and you jump right in because you think that's what it is. I'm just saying, Eddie needs to be shot in the head, put out of his misery, and so do all the other nostalgia tards who go to these 80s metal shows. I laughed at you. I mocked you when you cited Iron Maiden as your number one bucket list band because that's pathetic. Well, at least you won't need a Viagra 
because the ladies of metal love Steve Harris. You're just pissed because the 80s metal guys are the ones that are still getting laid day in and day out by the ladies who love real metal. That'll do it for this show. Remember, you can access all the Great Metal Debate episodes, including our debate shows, artist interviews, and fan casts on SoundCloud.com, as well as selected content on YouTube. And if you check us out on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating so that others will see all the episodes. And if you have a suggestion for the show, tweet us at Metal Debate or send us an email via thegreatmetaldebate at gmail.com. Plus, don't forget to join in the Metal Debate by liking our Facebook page. You're the worst fucking metal fan I've ever met in my life. Until the next time, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day. Yeah.